Okay. Hey everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode. That's so funny. Today I have a a video game I want to show you that's currently uh available as a demo on Steam and itch.io called Witches and Butchers. Let's take a look at the trailer right now. And that's uh, Witches and Butchers, the trailer. With me today is uh, the programmer and game designer for it from Lobo Sandia Game Studios, Andres Cordova. How are you doing, Andres? Huh? I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, working on the game all day, all night and stuff. <laughs> How are you? No, I'm good. No, that's cool that you can kind of pour uh, your heart and soul into this and... I hope it doesn't get any, uh, you know, less uh, creative for you <laughs> as far as working on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have been working on this game for like, I think uh, it's almost two years so far on this game. Like, uh, I never thought I'm going to spend that much on Sasha. Like, when I started it, I felt like, right, yeah, this is going to be like a, a little game, like a little. Uh, Kingdom size game, but <laughs> still almost two years now, and it's fine. I'm, I'm loving it. I love working on it. <laughs> uh, no, I, and that's good. Like, that's crazy though. That, and you know, when you first started out making this game, uh, why did you feel like it would just be a little, you know, project? But how did it like kind of balloon into something bigger? Yeah, like. Yeah, when, when I started on this game, I, 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 it was actually like a, a little game that I was play, planning to make for a game jam, uh, for a Game Boy game team game jam. And so it was something to to make, to take a break from, because I uh, I just got, like, I just finished, uh, sort of finished a game that took me like three years to release and it's still in early access. And then I just wanted to take a break, making a little game. And then it, it got like, I really liked it working on it. So ended up, ah, yeah, this is going to be my, my next full game now, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and I saw, you know, um, this game, it has like the 8-bit graphics, you know, it reminds me of like, 
the old Pokemon from the Game Boy with Bomberman. I remember playing like an older Bomberman on there. Uh, and I've seen you've developed like 3D like games, like a, a game you have, Cock Soccer. Yeah. <laughs> 3D. What what uh, made you kind of pick these graphics uh, or, or the choice to go with these? You know, was it just you felt it was simpler or you just wanted to go that route like with the inspiration? Yeah, mostly is that the, the simple stuff. Like I wanted to make something simple because I feel like I I overwork myself and my team with the three D game. So I wanted something uh, something smaller, something simpler. Uh, and also, I really love that kind of uh, uh, that era of games of the Game Boy Color. Like, was the console I grew grew, grew up with. So I really like that kind of games. And yeah, we took a lot of inspiration from Pokemon and other kinds of games from that era, from that console. And also, like, on, one of the main reasons to choose this is because, like, uh, everything started with me discovering this, uh, the software I'm using to make in the game. is a game engine called GD Studio. Uh, so I was just, at first, it was just as modern to test the the engine and make something with it and turn out to be actually like I really love working with it so ended up working complete in the game uh so the, the the good stuff about this engine is that it's an it makes actual game boy games like it's a it's a real game boy game that can can be played on a on a console. Like on a real console, so that's that was the thing that made me feel like, oh, that's really really sick. Like I can play it on a real, on a real Game Boy. Um, that's what uh, made me like wanted to work in this game more and more. Mm-hmm. No, it's great. Um, and I was thinking, um, like when you develop a game like this, because it has like, you know, it's its own. A story to it obviously like it has a narrative and all that did you come up with the story first and then like the game elements to it like the rpg and the shoot 'em up style the story was the story first and then that or was the elements there first and then the story kind of came around yeah it was more like the gameplay came first and then the story later oh kind of like uh half and a half because uh I already had a couple of characters uh, from the game, like uh, the characters I'm using in this game in the story, like the, the ones you play as, are characters that I have made before for like, uh, for that characters that I used, I don't know, playing uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and some kind of uh, tabletop role-playing game, or some character I made on an MMORPG or something like that. Like there were characters that I made already, and I just uh, fused them together, and then the story came. Like okay, I have this, 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 and this character. I can we we can come up with something that that is is cool and interesting. But yeah, the, the gameplay came first because I already had this. This the main character, Julia, the the, the witch that can cook. The, the witch then cooks uh, meals to make uh, like to level up. Yeah, I already have this character, and 
the, the first that that was the main idea. Like, ah, I want to cook stuff and level up with with the with the meals, and then everything else came later. Like, oh, I'm going to make a sugar. Oh, the the sugar part. Also, like that was one of the main ideas. Like, I wanted to make like a sugar mop that that felt kind of different to most of the shooter mobs also because i have some influences from from some games that did that like i really like the toho games that you play with a character instead of a spaceship or something mm -hmm. no yeah it's very unique this system uh, that's what kind of like appealed me to it how it reminded me of like pokemon with the leveling up but instead of that it's like a cooking system and then instead of these battles that are turn-based, it's a shoot 'em up style battle. So it's it's a lot of elements that I don't know on paper it doesn't sound like they mesh well together, but it it comes together here uniquely in the story being told too. And it it's fun. No, I've like played the demo on there. It was it was fun to play, uh, for sure. I saw you you're a in in studio artist, uh, Victor Cordova. He, he does yeah. all the art for the game and like the and uh how did you like coordinate this with him is it something like he you give him like the ideas or he gives you the ideas or it's kind of like your minds are already synced where oh he kind of knows what i want to do and uh etc like you know for the game yeah it's that we have a we were kind of synced with the, our dear ideas, like we we know each other, but we are brothers. So we have like uh, most most of the time, I already came come with the, the idea, like I want you to draw this um, or draw this other character, this scenario or something. And then he sometimes he tries to like uh, also bring some ideas to the table. Like, oh, it would be cool if we could do this and this and this. And then I try to evaluate what kinds of things I can put in the game, which one's not, because at the end of the day, he has some cool ideas of stuff, or sick stuff he, he wants to draw, but the Game Boy just can't with, with that much awesomeness. So sometimes I have to tell him, oh, this the Game Boy can't handle cannot handle this. Uh, you have to turn, turn it down. <laughs> so yeah, most of the time, like the the card, most of the characters are my were my ideas. I used to draw it. Uh, my drawing skills are kind of rusty, so uh, it was like it's, it is great to work like to have to have an artist to <laughs> just leave all the all the heavy lifting to. To this and just worry about my programming and development again. Mm -hmm. And is it the same with the? Uh, I know you have the music being done with the person in your studio. There's name the composer Daniel uh, Ivan Escu. Yes, yes. Uh, how do you how do you do that with the music? Is that something like again with the art? Like, oh, you kind of get you tell him, hey, here's a level make do what you want or you kind of tell them hey this is the kind of pace or music i'd like you know yeah yeah in, in this case with the music is something different because 
when he started working on the music for the game, he already had a couple of Shiptoon tracks that it was like, oh, yeah, hey, you think this, this fit in the game? And and turned out it worked in the game and they sound good. Oh, okay, and, and decide to add them. So when we started with the more uh, original music, like music made uh, for the game itself, uh, most of the time, I, I just let him like come up with something that so, sounded cool. Uh, sometimes I just told, told him that oh, I need a team for I need a music team for the for when you are in a town or when you are in the routes walking around. I need a, a team for a boss battle, and that's kind of like really really big. The, the, I feel like the the, the great greatest thing about the Shiptons is that most of the time it it really uh, like you can mix a lot of or or genres of music and it will it, it's going to sound great because of the limitations. Like so, I just let 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 him do whatever he likes, like whatever he thinks he sounds good, and most of, and all times. It really sounds really, like I'm really happy with with the music he's making. It really adds to the game. No, yeah, it sounds great. Uh, it, even just from that uh, trailer, it sounds uh, great and goes with it. And, and so you're going off of like the rules of the Game Boy Color. Like you're limiting yourself basically to its constraints, right? Like you're not kind of going oh we we can push it a little bit more because this is on a computer this is on steam like you're making it where you're you're following these set of rules of what it will yeah. work on the game boy yeah 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 we're working with the game boy in mind first like it's actual game boy music that is running from the system and it has to uh, be constrained to all the limitations from from the system like for I think there are four audio channels, so, so only four songs at the same time can be played, and the the instruments, the sounds themselves, like it's pretty pretty limited. But with with something talented as him, eh, he he came up with a lot of Daniel came with a lot of uh, great tracks. So yeah, the, that's the thing with this game. Like we are making it for the Game Boy Color first and foremost. Taking into account all the limitations, all the things the system can do or cannot do, but uh, however, uh, as you mentioned, there's going to be like a, a version for for Steam and other platforms. There's something that I mentioned in the in the Kickstarter page that it, there's going to be after I finish, we finish with the with the Game Boy Color version, like the the main version. I'm going to start working on. Uh, an enhanced version of the game, which it's going to be made with a modern engine, the Unreal Engine 4. It's the one I have most experience with. So basically, I'm going to make the, the whole game again in this new engine, but making sure that all the code, all the gameplay, all the all the stuff, uh, I'm go just going to transfer all the all the stuff from one from from the Game Boy to this modern version. I'm going to add. A little extra things like, oh yeah, maybe some levels can look more detailed and the white screen support so we can grab more space for my, uh, enhance the gameplay with more play space and some little things like that, but try to keep the game like 
similar uh, similar enough mm-hmm. and in the game studio uh lobo sandia uh well the lobo sandia game studios is it just the three of you like do you um like ever like ask for i don't know outsource any sort of work or is it just you all three dedicating your time to this game and uh like that's it just a studio of just you three <laughs> yeah the studio is uh, the three of three of us from from now uh, right now because it is where we're starting uh, we're starting with this the studio we're still like the resources and everything it's still like uh, we, we the the plan is that when if if one of the one of our games uh, takes off and uh, we can afford to have more people in the studio yeah well, for now we are still like the, the studio is three of us um, so yeah it would love to have more people like especially to uh, because right now I'm the programmer, I'm the designer, and I'm the dude who is doing all the uh, like all the marketing stuff, all the contacting with the students. Like I would love to have someone who do that kind of job, so I can focus on the programming and the design. Uh, so yeah, for right now we are three people, and yeah, Lobos and Dia, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, like, yeah, sometimes we have, like, if we need some little freelancing jobs there and there, oh, yeah, we we, we ask for them for, but, like, the core of the, of the studio is, is just the three of us. Well, yeah, no, but that's still, I, I'd say, enough people, especially with, with the heart and uh you know creativity and all that that you're putting into the mm-hmm. game you three uh that's all you need i mean there's some of the best indie games now are coming out with just one person two people you know like it's, yeah. it's crazy yeah i feel like i feel like that's the like the bare minimum is to have like someone somebody programming and somebody uh doing the artwork and like that's the bare minimum. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stories of people are like who are a solo developer doing everything or doing most of the work and not sourcing the rest of the stuff. But I feel like yeah, one person for programming, one for um, the art, and in this case, one for music too. Yeah, that's like yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, and it's always good to have people you know, around that you can trust and bounce ideas off of instead of just yourself, you know, uh, exactly. no, you know, like, Oh, I guess it's right. I don't know. I have no one else to <laughs> talk to about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to ask you just a couple opinions about like the game, uh, scene going on right now. Cause there's just some like, uh, you know, tro- topical news, but I know like, like with video game leaks, uh, especially like with the grand theft auto leak, and then the Insomniac Games leak. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's like your quick opinion on that? Like, do you think it hurts the studios a lot, or does it help them? Like, with creating the buzz, or it's, is it just a negative thing? Or you know, do you have any opinion on that? Like, because because you, it, I feel like it would affect you more because you've actually worked on games, so you would know how that would feel. You know, if like 
something like that were to happen in your position, I guess, you know, how, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I hope I don't get too spicy with my opinions in this matter, but uh, yeah, like, it's, yeah, I, I've been, like, uh, aware of all this leaks, news, and everything, like, yeah, it's, for sure, this, all the leaks affect the companies, affect the development studios, because of uh, yeah, it's something, if you're not showing it to the public yet, it's for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but, uh, I, yeah, I feel like, especially in the case of uh, the recent case with Insomniac, like, they are showing a lot of stuff from the from games in really, really early, uh, early in development, early stage of development. So, in this case, people are getting, like, are quickly jumping into um, saying bad stuff about the game because it's in a really, really early state. And mm -hmm. it's, I find it kind of unfair because it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's really early in development to to, the, to tell if the game is going to be bad or, or not because like there's still a lot of work to do. But also, uh, yeah, uh, because I said it's go I'm going to get a bit spicy. I feel like oh now that Insomniac is getting the leaks, people are getting really defensive. Like there's a lot of people in the internet in the internet getting too defensive, like no no, we are not going I'm not going to show the leaks like no people being really really against against showing the leaks of these games, but they were really they were okay with people linking Grand Theft Auto or the or also the leaks with the Capcom games a while ago. So why why is it okay that okay it, no it's wrong to leak because it's we are talking about Sony. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. Like oh it's everyone or not or no one. Like mm -hmm. come on. <laughs> That's the thing with me. And uh, the other thing I want to add like yeah, people are defend are, are, are against this in some leaks because there's a lot of personal information, like per, uh, information from the employees and everything. Yeah, that, that's of course that's like mm, not okay to leak. But since like people are only caring about the the game stuff, like nobody is going going to like look at the the employee information because that that's that's really shitty and it's not not something that most people want to take advantage of something. So, uh, and other leaks from various leaks from other companies also have employee information and nobody shared it. Mm. Like people have enough like uh, respect to no, no. So I, I think I find that that is kind of like dumb. No, you can, you can, it's like, like I said, or you like leak everything or nothing <laughs> yeah no you're right like why are some people okay with these leaks but not those leaks or exactly. you know like yeah you should you should just be cool with it or not cool with it not go back and forth with it uh mm -hmm. as far as that and, and another top uh topic i wanted to ask you because i know you're the programmer and uh all that with the you know, doing the, I guess, the code or computer. <laughs> I'm not very uh, familiar mm -hmm. on it, but as far as using AI to, like, make games and stuff like that, what do you think of it? Do you think it's, like, a, a 
what is it, a shortcut like a like cheating or do you think it's a, a tool that would really help you uh you know speed things up or you know um i personally not a big fan of the uh, of using ai tools because uh it's like the most of these tools are using like uh okay the, the ai tools for like images for generating illustrations or something uh, most of them are you to make them work they grab a lot of of pictures illustrations from other artists like human artists from the internet most of, of the time with, without their permission or consent so it's basically basically like when you are using AI you are grabbing a, a ton of tracing a traced art from other people so I personally don't not will not use AI generated art from any of my games because I already have an artist, a very good artist who can do a, a, it's very versatile with any of the styles I want to make. Like, oh, one day he's going to do pixel art, and the other day he's going to make cartoon animals playing soccer. Like, uh, that's a thing. Like, uh, and and I have like in in my community of, of fellow game developers. There's like a lot of people that are really like against AI for the almost the same reasons and uh, I, I, I mentioned. And also, also because a lot of marketplaces right now, like game marketplaces, are also like taking action against uh, games that are using AI assets. Uh, I think like a couple of months ago, Steam already, like the Steam platform already, uh, is going to. Uh, already said that they, if they detect AI-generated uh, graphics or sound or anything, they are going to just delete the game from their store, like uh, prevent it from being sold. So a lot of people are really like, no, I'm not going to take the risk. I'm mm -hmm. just uh, not doing it. So that's kind of my opinion on all this matter. <laughs> no, yeah. And you're, like you said, you're taking... It, it's not just coming out of thin air with that idea. It's pulling from other people's Suck. ideas or arts or research. So it's it's essentially stealing. It just little yeah. by little. <laughs> no, yes. and uh huh. Yeah, especially now when it, where it's being pulled just from the internet and what's out there. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of not consenting going around, I'm sure, with that, you know. Uh, the last thing I wanted to kind of ask you, uh, why uh, why cinnamon buns for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for your, uh, your character? Uh, oh, it's, it's, uh, 
kind of like a long story, but uh, the, the brief, uh, the brief version of, of this is like, all oh, the cinnamon balls are like my favorite kind of like uh, sweet. Uh, like I used to love of eat cinnamon buns since I was a kid, so I really love love it. I, I almost every day I had one from my local bakery. Bakery, so I really love them. Uh, but also because like there there was a friend, uh, there's a, there's a friend in the community like uh, he's uh, constantly like checking the game and giving me ideas and everything. I wasn't sure, but like he made a, a kind of joke, like he was talking about about Bounty's character, like the, the purple hair witch, a single one. So at the end of the day, I was like, eh, I'm going to make hair cook that stuff. <laughs> because it awakened, like, awakened my, 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 like, that, Oh yeah, I used to like that cinnamon buns when I was a kid. Oh yeah, and I it had awakened that. <laughs> so it was kind of kind of it. So mostly that that will be the story. Like I like it a lot and decided to put it in the game. It's something that signifies something sweet and cute. So why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> that was great. Well, no, uh, I want to thank you for your time today. I know uh, uh, Witches and Butchers is uh, the demos available on Steam and itch.io, uh, which I'll have in the description, you know, whenever it does uh, go up. The Kickstarter is live. You can uh, help fund this uh, fun and brilliant project by Lobo Sandia Studios. And yeah, was there anything else you want to uh, push, uh, Andres, or anything else? Hmm. Uh, mostly, uh, the, thank you for having me here and, and giving me the opportunity of talking to talk about the game because it's, it really means a lot to me. Like I really like talking uh, about about the game and how it is made, how it what it made, and everything. I, I I like sharing sharing this kind of stuff. And also, it was cool to like keep my opinions and all the stuff that you asked me. But yeah, it's mostly that, like, I have no lot to add other than, yeah, if you want uh, to the people here listening to this, uh, yeah, and you want to try Witches and Butchers, there's, there, the, it is on Steam, the demo is on Steam, on HIO, and in the future, in the future, it's going to be released also there, in, in those platforms, and yeah, we also plan to make like a modern console version of the game. Uh, right now, the only platform confirmed is the Xbox, the, the Xbox One and Series X. But I'm really trying hard to like bring it to another platforms, like I don't know, mobile phones or Nintendo Switch. But that's going to be like a, a uh, something from the future. For right now, it's going to be PC, the Game uh, Xbox, and the Game Boy Color, of course. <laughs> No, that's great. No, that's, I feel like that's uh, <laughs> uh, enough for now, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's a lot of work already. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, no, I want to thank you for your time, your your uh, conversation, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, nothing but success for your game in your studio. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, see you all later. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.